I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. Bold, reverent, and occasionally random. The Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast starts now. Do you want to do some fun emails here? People are fired up, Clay. The people have spoken on this one. So let's start with uh, Danny which is right at the top. Buck is absolutely right about Lady and the Tramp being a great Disney movie. And then he writes, Clay is an elitist. <laughs> For being anti-Lady and the Tramp? I don't know. I'm sorry? For being anti- How is it? How, yeah, like, you, I don't even know. I, don't, I, just li- it, I just like that he threw some shade at you on that. I don't even know how that's, you know... Clay's sitting there eating a bologna sandwich, talking about how he likes Peter Pan. I don't know. What's I just going on. I don't understand how being anti Lady and the Tramp compared to Peter Pan is being an elitist. Like, well, I, I would actually love to hear that that broken down. I think I think he just you know you know sometimes you just take a take a shot. You know, I had a friend who when used to get in an argument with him and he didn't have anywhere to go, he'd just say, "Yeah, you face," which wasn't very <laughs> nice, but actually kind of <laughs> kind of works. You know, you just what, like, Wait, what, what about my, friends? my face? One of my friends in college, anytime he was, uh, it would finally, you know, he'd be arguing about something. He would just end with, you're a communist. Like, that was the end of, like, which is an amazing, like, just. My brother from another mother, we got to put us in touch. That's a perfect way to end it. My, my college, one of my college roommates, like, it didn't matter if, if you did anything that he disagreed with, you're arguing back and forth about it. Like, uh, you know, I used to get a meatball sub, uh, on campus GW and I would get pickles and like, we would argue about whether that was acceptable or not. And, well, you know, eventually the conversation would just turn to you're you're a communist, and they'll be like, "Well, how do you how do you respond?" I mean, it's kind of a good trump card. I don't know. I'm not a pickles guy, so maybe pickles are for communists. That's a whole other thing. You know, you can light us up on the anti pickles uh, pro lady and the tramp. This is yeah. not a good not I mean, a good we're show. Talking, by the way, I'm just going to toss it out. You know, lady big and pickle, the tramp big is... pickle is definitely coming for you now. <laughs> well, that's <whoa. laughs> that just, that get, that's what she that said. Leaves, I think that leaves a lot of uh, open territory. Um, might be a good right. thing. Uh, we have Bart, who writes in with... Uh, the, remember, these are Clay and Buck VIPs at clayandbuck.com. 
My pick for best Disney movie and my choice is The Rocketeer. It was a great, fun movie, and I have watched it often. Just my humble opinion. Bart, I I can't co-sign it's the best Disney movie, personally. Now, of course, everyone has their opinions and their own choices on this, and that's the fun of it, right? I will. I think it. I think the Rocketeer is one of the most underrated Disney movies. It's is very it a solid. Ca- is it a cartoon though? No, live action. Oh, okay. That's live action. Yeah. So, so we also went outside. The, about that's Clay's right. throwing a flag on you because you went outside the category. You stepped one foot in the out of bounds. You know. I thought you made a great catch, but and the argument here also because my wife, I went downstairs and she was like, "You guys are totally." <laughs> I went oh, wow. downstairs. Here we for- go. This is, I'm serious. I went downstairs for lunch, and my wife, first of all, said, you're totally right. Buck's an imbecile for arguing Lady and the Tramp. But well, She is your wife. I mean, she's yeah, got to back you. She then said, you guys are totally overlooking the best Disney movies all were Lady, uh, sorry, not Lady, was uh, uh, Aladdin, uh, Beauty and the Beast, and what was the other Excuse one that me, came Beauty out Beauty and the Beast was the time. second. That was my second choice, to be fair. Which they is had the a first... trio there that were pretty go, Little Mermaid. The first and only cartoon to ever be nominated for the best picture across the board Oscar. Beauty and the Beast was such a good animated film that it was up against, you know, whatever the greatest movies were that year. Not not just sort of in a cartoon. Yeah, but I don't think I was we were talking about and I had to correct my wife, which is always dangerous. I said we were talking about the original canon of Disney films, because I think like Beauty and the Beast came out, what, like 94, 93, something something like that, something like that. Yeah. Early 90s. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I have no idea. The Disney movies made for the last 20 years. I am aware of Frozen because it's such a phenomenon, but that's it. After Walt Disney died. There was like 25 or 30 years where basically Disney animation ceased to be productive. Then they had that trio that were really successful. And then they had like another 20 years-ish. And then Pixar took off and has been successful. And now I think, honestly, I think DreamWorks has passed Disney. Like the, the DreamWorks does better, more successful animated films of the last like five or six years than Disney. We got Christopher writing in, and again, these are from our VIPs at clayandbuck.com. Uh, you're both wrong. Well, that's always a good way to start for both those. You're both wrong. Um, the best animated Disney are, one, Robin Hood, two, The Sword in the Stone. The best live action were hard to pick, but I'd go 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and The Fighting Prince of Donegal. I don't even know what that is. Mean, okay, live yeah, action, he's gone. I don't even My know man is, is way off the reservation with Robin Hood and Sword in the Stone. Like, I bet there's not a single other person listening to us right now who would say the two best Disney animated films are Robin Hood, which I liked, and The Sword in the Stone. Do you, do you remember Sword of the Archimedes? Who, what, what, who, who? It's a great little I, character. I think that the was owl. actually like in the 1980s they made yeah. that one, and it was a huge failure at the box office. Sword in the, Sword Stone, in the Stone was a failure at the box office? I think it was a huge failure. I, Am I wrong? My world has just been rocked. I, I didn't know that was possible. I thought Archimedes is one of the great, in the Disney canon, one of the, I think it might have been made in the 70s, by the way, going way back. My wife is also, I'm sure we're getting blown up on this, Lion King, probably the best of the 90s Disney movies. Don't you think Lion King is better than, the, I was forgetting that one. I probably go, personally, I probably go Aladdin just based on the Robin Williams performance as the as the genie. But I, I, I'm that that for me is like a Coke versus Pepsi. You can go Aladdin or the Lion King. Yeah, the Lion King, I think, is probably the best of all the Disney animated films. But I'm talking about the historic relevance. Where does the Lion King rate on your stupid Rotten Tomatoes thing? Oh, if it's not good... number one, that is like I, I'm I'm throwing 
the whole I just want to know. By, oh, that's why you're being. By the way, that's why you're being called an elitist because the people have spoken on Rotten Tomatoes. And Mr. The people Clay Travis, said Zootopia was the second greatest Disney animated film Clay, of all time, and I didn't even know that existed. I'm sorry. I respect the voice of the people on this matter, unlike some. I believe in Disney democracy when it comes to what the best I, ones are. I think Rotten Tomatoes has been rigged worse than the 2020 election. The Lion, Lion King, out of cartoons. the 60-some-odd movies, Lion King comes in on Rotten Tomatoes at number 11. That's This is pure garbage. The idea that there are 10... <laughs> cartoon Disney films above Lion King, utterly unacceptable. I, I'm just saying the Rotten Tomatoes list has been rigged. It is, uh, it, is, uh, it is worse than what big tech did to Trump in 2020. And I got I mean, so worked up, I had to sneeze. I even got myself worked up there over. Clay is, is allergic to this, uh, these Disney that's right. lists that I'm we're allergic to the absurdity of this. I'm going to put up a poll question. The poll question of all poll questions now up at Clay Travis and retweeted by at Clay and Buck. And as controversy continues to spread, I'm actually looking right now at the initial vote. It's going to be Buck, as I like to say on the show, a real Donnybrook. Which is the better old school Disney animation film instantaneously Hundreds of you have voted, and Peter Pan has taken an early 57 to 43%. And by the way, I know all of you out there in the comments, I'm already telling you what's going to happen, Buck. I gave people two options. Which is better, Peter Pan or Lady in the Train? I know. Everyone's going to write their choice. Everyone's going to write their own choice. They're going to gif it up, all the different uh, old school Disney movies. I I demand a recount. There's all these like SEC frat boys who love Clay and Outkick who are like, oh, let's just. And you think think they love me so much that they're like, I'm going to go to the wall to make sure that Peter Pan wins this they're Peter Pan versus you, Lady and the Tramp. You, you got all those just, Vols, the Tennessee uh, football fan Tennessee people. Tennessee Volunteers, just, yeah. They're, they're, they're driving the... Here's the deal. <laughs> I see I this game. Rotten Tomatoes. Who, run, who owns Rotten Tomatoes now? Do oh, we know? God, I have no idea. I think the website sold for like a couple of hundred million dollars a while back. I have no... I'm sure it's a movie company. Maybe Fandango. I think Fandango owns uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I have no idea who owns Fandango, by the way, the movie uh, you know ticket sales company. But I th- I feel like they bought Rotten Tomatoes. I want the Rotten Tomatoes CEO to explain to me how it is possible that Lion King is not voted as one of the ten best all time Disney films. Like you know how Jim Jordan wants to like haul Dr. Fauci in front of him and just ream him. Uh, and then same thing for Rand Paul. And certainly I'd love to have Dr. Fauci on this show, but he won't come. I want the CEO of Rotten Tomatoes to show up on this program and defend Lion King being ranked outside of the top all-time 10 Disney films, cartoon only. That might be the most outrageous uh, representation of movie history that I have ever seen to not have the Lion King. Is it not rated high enough because they had a white kid play the line? I'm not making this up. Matthew Broderick, there was a lot of, there was a lot of, and also uh, Moira Kelly played the voice of um, uh, Nala. The, the mom? The mo- yeah. You know, the, 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 the girl, you know, the girlfriend and the, oh, yeah, the, the, yeah, the lion girlfriend. girlfriend. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's this cartoons. might be the peak of cultural appropriation, the argument for cultural appropriation. For those of you who don't know, when they remade the live action Lion King, 
they said that it was racist for the Lions to have white people voices in the original animated uh, Lion King. And it was the kid from Home Improvement was Simba. Like, young Simba was the uh, one of the kids from yeah. the Home Improvement And then it was show. Matthew Matthew Broderick of Glory and uh, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and he was the voice of adult Simba. So they said, but I, but for this, this was, I think it may be the logical extension. They said because lions are from Africa, the animal, it was racist to have white people voice lions. And so in the, in the remake of the Lion King, they only had black actors doing the voices of the lions for fear of cultural appropriation for the lions. They also, uh, there were people who were angry at the time, um, that, uh, Whoopi Goldberg was the voice of one of the hyenas who were bad, you know, bad animals in this. If yeah. you remember, they were the, you know, the hyenas are bad in the movie. Um, that Scar, they're like, why doesn't Scar have, why doesn't Scar have a wife or a girlfriend? What's going on there? There are people, this is real. There were people who were upset that these Was James bad- Earl Jones the voice of Scar? Who no, was no, the voice Scar of Scar? Scar was Jeremy Irons. James oh, Earl okay. Jones was the voice of Mufasa. He doesn't even look at this. He doesn't even know the Disney I canon. Can't he's just, what, you know what? He's just trolling. I I apologize. This is the, 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 again. I want the the CEO of Rotten Tomatoes owned by NBC Universal. Does they they okay? That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, woke company losing their minds. Trying to knock down Lion King, original okay, animated you, film, because too I, many I white people are involved. We probably should tell everybody about the very important news that we are going to cover here shortly. I think we've gone deep into well, uh, we've gone of, into Disney World right speaking now. Speaking of famous African Americans, we will discuss Elon Musk when we return. When we return at the top of the third hour, born in South Africa, probably the wealthiest African American in world history, Elon Musk. We will discuss his sit-down interview with uh, with uh, Tucker Carlson and some of the revelations there, including the fact that your DMs on Twitter, anybody in the government evidently had access to them. And I was actually kind of uh, a bit surprised about this. Um, Elon Musk officially announced that 80% of Twitter is gone, and I want to play that audio for you because the company is running far better and we had this debate associated with the um, U.S. government. What percentage of government employees? Because obviously a lot of you are paying tax today. And that is a very painful, oftentimes, check to have to write. Because Ugh. you know that so much of your money is just totally wasted. It, it's, it's I mean, also, it's infuriating, Buck. It's crazy when you think about how there are these states now, New York, California, where they'll, they'll tax people per day if you're a visit so you don't you're not a resident you can't vote there or anything else but like california will will ding you for uh for taxes if you're right i mean you've dealt with this if you're yeah, there for I got a couple taxed. of days i yeah. got taxed uh the way fox paid me uh, fox sports was when i would go out and do the show from la i would get taxed as an la resident because i perform my job there i think utah does this too by the way i feel like i remember I had to pay, this is earlier in my career, I had to pay like a $15 check to the state of Utah because I was there for an event or something. It was. I wasn't yeah. making very much money when I started getting paid by Fox about a decade ago. And I remember looking at my paycheck and being like 14% state income tax. 
I mean, you are making oftentimes half of what your actual salary would be uh, when or less than half when the state of California takes yeah. its bite. Because I lived in Tennessee where there's no state income tax. We have a very progressive uh, income tax code. And yet $32 trillion of debt anyway. It's almost like the people in charge are reckless and they're trying to destroy the economy, the U.S. dollar, and all of our futures. But, you know, go watch Peter Pan. It'll all be okay. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable, Visit gcu.edu. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279. Or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck. Washington Post writing about this. They're calling it Popcorn Gate. All right. Toronto Blue Jays pitcher Anthony Bass tweeted about it. He's got a lot of followers. His wife has a lot of followers. So Mrs. Bass also has, has, I believe, taken to social media on this, or at least the, the husband, who's a MLB pitcher. He put this out. The flight attendant at United just made my 22 weeks pregnant wife 
traveling with a five-year-old and a two-year-old, get on her hands and knees to pick up the popcorn mess by my youngest daughter. Are you kidding me? Now, all we really know is that his wife had two young children and one of them had a big bag of popcorn and they spilled a bunch of popcorn everywhere and people are furious on both sides about this, which I think is so interesting. And I want to, I want to hear from this audience on it. I'm going to tell you my first thing, Clay. It's not even about the kids. It's about the flight attendants. That uh, after COVID, during COVID and after COVID, flight attendants went on some, not all of them. If you were a flight attendant, you're listening, and you were nice and reasonable people, I'm not talking to or about you. But I did deal with, I think you did too, flight attendants who were lunatics about the mask. And it was always, you know, we will kick you off this flight, sir. We will kick you off this flight, you know, because it's beneath your nose or something. Who's so stupid that they ever thought? Anyway, so I think flight attendants got a little too much power going. We got Julie, who called in, who is a flight attendant. She's calling in from, trying to see, uh, Julie in Atlanta. Former flight attendant, rather. Julie, what's going on? I'm so fired up about this. I saw you last night, Clay, and I've been trying to find out how to get in touch with you. The flight attendant's first role, primary, is for safety. Secondary is to provide an excellent passenger experience so that they want to return to your airline, for crying out loud. And don't forget, that passenger, that woman, pays your salary. We children, yes, they drop things, they spill things. Guess what? The adults are much more disgusting. So there's a a division of each airline called cabin service, and they come in afterwards and clean up the airplane. That flight attendant should be ashamed. I am so outraged. So I love talking flight Julie, attendant Julie on, work on all my flights. She's yeah, the best. Julie, I was on Fox News last night, and I got asked this question, and I honestly, Buck, maybe I'm the rarity here. I can see both perspectives. So Julie's got a good argument. I have been on flights. Every single one of my kids, when they were young, has thrown up on me on an airplane. And I know there are a lot of other parents out there that have disaster stories of being on airplanes. So I have actually had tremendous help from flight attendants when you've got a kid literally throwing up on you to help you know get cleaned up to the best you can all of those things but on the other hand like i looked at the picture and i was like that is a ton of popcorn that now is underneath the seat wow and so, so oh, i could look at see, this clay travis I, coming out with the surprise I, here i don't have a strong like i can see the flight attendant asking and i can see the passenger being upset that they were asked in other words i don't necessarily know that I believe either person is in the wrong. I could see the flight attendant being like, hey, you know, there's 20 uh, popcorn kernels there. Can you help clean that up? Aggressive, maybe. But I can also see the mom being like, yeah, I've got two babies and I'm pregnant. No, this is what kids so, do. They're messy. Clean it up after. But see, here's, here's the problem as I see it. Because I do, and so we just had Julie call in, and she's awesome. There are awesome flight attendants out there, just like they're great teachers, and, you know, you can talk about good teachers, bad teachers, right? Clay, what if the what if the mom had said no? In the you know in the world we live in now, flight attendant can basically ban you from the airline if you're non-compliant. They can have police waiting for you at the tarmac as soon as or you know at the uh, whatever the thing is that connects the plane as soon as it lands and and comes into the gate. So it's pretty intimidating for a flight attendant to give you an order, but it's not a military brig, Clay. 
There are rules here, well, sir. Well, I don't know what... I mean, she doesn't have to do it. Sunday Drop with Clay and Buck. Our friend Kat Timph is with us now. She is a Fox News contributor, co-host of Gutfeld, a fabulous show on Monday through Fridays on Fox News. You should all watch. And she's got a new book out. You can't joke about that. Kat, I have a feeling that whenever someone says you can't joke about that, you pick that out and you make a joke about it. What's going on? Uh, that is absolutely true. Uh, good, good to talk with you. Yeah, um, that's why I'm sitting on a coffin on my book cover, because I wanted to make it very clear that you can joke about absolutely everything. And I don't think that the people who say you can't joke about that are just like snowflakes or whatever they're normally called. I think they're actually really harming people because a lot of people, myself included, use humor as a healing mechanism, and they're telling people that they can't do that, which also can keep people from making connections with other people through humor. Do you think we're gaining some ground, though? You know, we talk on the show a fair amount here, Kat, about some of the people, whether it's you know Bill Maher, who's a comedian slash political commentator, but obviously, you know, Dave Chappelle has made jokes and had specials and things that he didn't you know, bend the knee to the woke cancel crowd. Is it moving finally in the right direction or is that a little too optimistic? You know, I, I hate to be optimistic, but I, I certainly hope so, right? I think that more and more people are starting to see the reality of the situation, which is a lot of these people who present themselves as being these sensitive, compassionate people are actually jerks. Because I write about this in my book, too. I think it's not a bad thing to talk about your feelings, to have feelings that are hurt, uh, to express that your feelings are hurt. Where it becomes an issue is when you expect the entire world to revolve around your specific feelings and sensibilities. That doesn't make you a sensitive person. That actually makes you a self-obsessed bully. And that is the difference. And I think a lot of people really are starting to see the difference between that. somebody who's just, oh, I'm sensitive, my feelings are hurt, and somebody who wants to use that to gain power and control over other people because maybe they haven't been as successful as they wanted to be in life and they want to take someone else down or for whatever other reason. Why do you think so many comedians, even very successful ones, still go along with the censorship rules? You know, Is it because you think mostly they're ideologically aligned with these new rules or are they just scared? I know it's a combination, but what do you think is the is the main the main reasoning for a lot of cowardice in the realm of comedy, which people rely on to be pushing boundaries? Yes, I, I share some research in my book that's not specific to comedians, but just to humans, that there are so many subjects where there are these massively wide gaps between what people say they believe and what they actually believe. So if that's just the average human being, you know, a comedian probably is de- doing the exact same thing. And it's really, really harmful because what we've done, essentially, you know, the general we, certainly not me, certainly not you, but we've created these rules for society, for speech, for comedy that most of us actually don't even agree with. So it's just become sort of this self-fulfilling prophecy, unfortunately, where people think, oh, I can't say that. People will be so upset at me, but actually they wouldn't. And they're just saying that because they don't want anyone to be upset at them. Speaking of Kat Timp, she's got a book out. You can't joke about that. You should go get your copy today. Um, Kat, if I could just switch gears for a second. I'm sure you know about Popcorn Gate. Oh, of course. Okay. All right. So this got 
There are a few things that got people more fired up on this program yesterday than popcorn gate with the airline stewardess telling the mother of two whose husband's a major league baseball player and tweeted about it. This became a big brouhaha. Um, where do you come down on on popcorn gate? And you're not exaggerating, okay? This is my pub week, right? As you know, this is an extremely busy week for me, and I've heard of Popcorn Gate. Um, uh, look, I think that everybody's kind of wrong here. I mean, you're going to give a two-year-old a bag of popcorn. What do you think is going to happen? Also, I mean, this is a first-world problem, right? Not that I haven't done it. Not that I've not, you know, complained about something that's happened on an airplane. But, you know, if you're flying and then there's, you, you have to clean up popcorn, your life is overall pretty good. Right. Um, I also feel like when I was five years old, if I made a mess, I didn't clean it up. I would be in big trouble. I do think that discipline from the parents is always or really just forethought in this case, not really discipline. But that's always uh, can be an important part of the equation. Everybody go uh, go get your copy of You Can't Joke About That. Uh, Kat Timpf is the author. And Kat, thank you so much for making the time. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Buck. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.